What intrigues me about Jesus' parable today is the total lack of explanation he provides about, the, about why the landowner keeps finding more workers to hire. Where have they come from? If they have been there the whole time, why were they not hired earlier? After all, the landowner seems to be taking everyone he can get. If they arrived later, what delayed them? These are men whose livelihood depends on being able to get work on a day-to-day -day basis. Their existence is hand-to-mouth. Surely they know that the best jobs and the best chance of being hired is to be there at dawn. Did they have a sick child or an ailing spouse to care for? Perhaps they were sleeping off last night's excesses, waiting for the hangover to pass. Maybe they're just lazy. Did they have previous commitments or business to complete before they could start work? But now, here they are, hanging about, idling away the day, hoping to get some work so that the day isn't a total loss. What can these men teach us about the kingdom? As we investigate this, we should note that in the Latin, the adjective used to describe these idle men is otiosus. As a noun, the word is otium which has a rich history of monastic use. St. Benedict seems to take a rather dim view of idleness, as in his chapter on restraint of speech, when he absolutely condemns idle talk among the brothers. He also begins the chapter on the daily manual labor with the strong condemnation, idleness is the enemy of the soul. But he immediately clarifies his position by arranging for periods of leisure in which the monks are to dedicate themselves to reading. Benedict is not advocating relentless activity when he condemns idleness. His ideal is the royal way, between the excesses of restless busyness on the one hand and a sluggish torpidity on the other. He seeks to create an attentive leisure, the freedom from distractions that allows us to be alert and available. This is what is meant by otium in the monastic tradition. It is leisure rather than laziness. St. Benedict wants his monks to read, dedicating themselves to Lexio Divina, not for its own sake, but so that they will hear the voice of the Lord when he speaks. Returning to the laborers in the marketplace, it seems to me that the landowner finds them because they are idle in this positive sense. Other things occupied or distracted them earlier, but now they are at leisure, attentive for his call. St. Benedict describes our Lord standing in the midst of a crowd, seeking for his workmen, calling out with lifted voice. It is possible that we will not hear, that we will be distracted and inattentive and mishearing his call. It is worth the effort needed to acquire the proper disposition. It is an attentiveness that is not at odds with activity, though it is easiest to learn in quiet reading. Once learned, it can become the context in which all of life unfolds, so that in everything we do, we are listening for the Lord's invitation. The conversion of St. Matthew, whose feast we celebrate tomorrow, is an example of this. Despite being at work at the tax office in the midst of the marketplace, St. Matthew's heart is open to Jesus' invitation to follow him. He hears, and he leaves everything to follow. We should take heart from the persistence and generosity of the landowner in the parable. Like him, 
our Lord never ceases seeking workmen to labor in his kingdom, returning again and again to see if we are willing to enter his service. Day after day he comes to see if we are ready to hear his offer of employment and receive our daily bread. Here in the Eucharist we discover both that invitation and its reward, as again today our Lord comes seeking his own. To him be glory with the Father and the Holy Spirit, both now and forever.